Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM, Auburn's premier home for student-run radio since 1971. As always, I'm your host, Jack Carr, joined alongside my caller man, Davis Carroll. Today, we are joined by the incomparable Alex Houston as well. We'd like to welcome in our listeners and viewers from across the Auburn and Opelika Megaplex, as well as around the world, however you may be tuning in today, whether that be on your terrestrial radio antenna, through the information superhighway at WEGLFM.com, or if you're tuning in after the fact by listening to our podcast, we thank you for doing so and being a part of Auburn's only student-run drive-time morning show. And now, as always, we are broadcasting live from the WEGL studios here in the Harold Melton studio. Oh, no, that's not right. Yeah, the Harold Melton Student Center, the WEGL Bradley Basden studio on the campus of Auburn University, where right now it's 56 degrees and mostly cloudy this morning. It's another beautiful spring day, hoping for a repeat of yesterday, where it was 75 and sunny in the afternoon. Uh, we hope you're enjoying your fine Tuesday morning. We wish you a most sincere good morning as we get on with the show. Davis, how are you feeling on this fine Tuesday morning? Feeling good. Uh, it was a little chilly walking out from my house, but nothing I couldn't handle, or my apartment, rather. I would agree. At least it's not windy. I, it needs to, like, you know, when it gets, you, you want to wear a jacket, but I know it's going to get, like, 80 later in the day, so you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I've made that mistake, so I feel I'm going to be uh, paying for the I just toughed through it later on. You see, gotta, you got to plan two outfits. Indeed. Apparently, it's going to be very windy tomorrow, so everybody strap in. It's going to apparently storm on Thursday, like a really bad one. Uh, for the yeah. third week in a row. It never go. ends. It April never showers. Ends. Bring May flowers. Or in the, ca- in the case of most of Alabama, it just brings more May showers and more and more and more. I think, well. I think you just don't look at the flowers is what I think. I think there's some pretty good well, flowers on Davis, campus. Davis, why right would now. I? That'd be a bad thing. You guys seen these pink flowers what? on campus? Yeah. Yeah, a big fan of them. Oh, so he does. Why, why would you look at him? You just said. Well, that was that was a reference to of mice and men, but I knew it would just oh. go right over your head. Uh, wow. <laughs> I read that in high school. I know all about Lenny and whatever his other name is. Kravitz. Bruce. What's the other guy's name? Not a clue. M- Mickey. I think it's that. Mickey. Ooh. Oh, my I gosh. wouldn't expect you to know that, though. Tomorrow at 2 p.m., winds are going to hit 20 miles an hour. Strap in, everybody. Get your kites out. I don't know about that one. And then, yeah, yeah. oh, man, the rain is looking. Well, actually, it looks like it's just going to rain bad in the morning, but then it'll be done by the night. So that's not bad. All right. At this point, I would like to remind our audience that if at any point in the next hour or so you feel so inclined to ask a question, drop a hot take, or in the highly unlikely event that we get something wrong, I cannot if you want to it. correct us, you can go ahead and call in at 334-844-9345. That's 334-844-WEGL on your touchtone keypad. You can also send us a tweet the book. at CDISCAU. That's at C-D-I-S-C-A-U. Did you hear that, Jack? On Twitter. I think you're talking about Steinbeck. Talking about of mice and men, and he was hating. I was like, I wouldn't expect you to know that, and he's never actually read the book. Yeah, I was referencing how it was referenced in The Walking Dead, and that scene was what I was thinking of. Because Carol's like, "Look at the yeah, flowers." Yeah, yeah, we know. yeah you know. Yeah, but I'm you've never actually read of mice and men. You're gonna <laughs> no. start hating on me for not reading it. <laughs> that was the joke. I read it. It's I know, Davis. Book. I know, because y'all. Cause he I, loves puppies. I was in a different literature class than you, I think. Right, because like y'all. I know. Y'all read it in Miss whatever class. I can't remember her name. Townie time. He's trying to say he's smarter than me. No, that's not what I'm trying to did say. Did you read of Mice and Men, Jack? I did not. Oh. I wasn't on my reading list. Did you have a Steinbeck book in your reading list? Let's see Grapes that. of Wrath, Grapes is that of him? Wrath. No. We, did, we read Faulkner. I give John Steinbeck a thumbs up. I enjoy him. 
I'm gonna say that, and then he's gonna come out. and He's gonna like say something, something controversial. Really bad. I um, read. We read uh, the Poisonwood Bible. He's That's been dead for over one. fifty years. East of Davis, Eden. So I think you're okay. East of Eden. I don't know East it. of Eden. The Pearl. I've heard of some of these. Tortilla Flat. Of Mice and Men, I recommend The Red Pony. I haven't heard of that one. What do, you, do you think it likes? Do you think it likes Jack Harlow? That's. Do you think it, if the Red Pony? It's from 1933. So do you think yeah, it likes it, like uh, like like Tchaikovsky? Yeah. It's hard hard not to. Tchaikovsky's um, pretty. He fires the cannons. Pretty universally beloved. Nutcracker. Mm. Dun, 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 dun. Oh. I want to listen to some classical music now. Let's do it. All right. It changes Se- everything. Secret 830 song could just be some some Nutcracker. Um, do we even have that in the system? We'll work on it. With that, we're so, going to jump so into the show. Um, as, <coughs> excuse me. as Alex mentioned, we, uh, we have a little bit of a weather situation developing here across the... Uh, Across the southeast, especially in our, our neck of the woods. So right now, it's it's a pretty nice day, but the clouds will continue throughout the day. It will get nice and warm like it did yesterday, this afternoon. We're looking at a temperature of 78 here in Auburn. Did you guys get to go out and enjoy the weather yesterday? I did, except I, again, did not prepare the jacket and therefore was really cold at the start. But it was it was nice on the on the way home. Yeah. It was it was, it was a lot, lot, lot nicer weather. Hoping, hoping we can get some... Get to that at some point and have it permanently stay. Yeah, I hope like for a day weekend, which is also Vanderbilt baseball weekend, we can have something like that. Indeed, I agree. That would be nice um, because I heard a birdie told me that Auburn series against Ole Miss nearly broke a three-game attendance record. Wow! But fell just short, presumably because of the fact that it was cold on Saturday. Yeah, and I, I think mean, it rained maybe Sunday. That makes sense. I mean, you know. Just speaking from the Auburn fan perspective, fans are itching for baseball because it's been two years. You know, the, the baseball season was cut short my freshman year, which was 2020. And then 2021, I don't believe there was attendance, was there? It was reduced. It was reduced. I don't know how much it was reduced compared to everything else because it was outside and everything. But It was, like, hard to get in as a student, which okay, yeah. should not be the case. Yeah, I agreed on that. So, I mean, this is the first, you know, full baseball season in – was that that's over that's over two years and not to mention they're a good team this year a lot better than they were last year so I think you know it makes sense to me and I think it's exciting I think the Vanderbilt series certainly has potential you know if Auburn can snag that first game in that series I feel like that Saturday match will get a get a high attendance but it's an it's an exciting time for Auburn baseball and Auburn softball right now both teams are you know kind of already hitting their stride early in the season hopefully they can both maintain that uh, as as the conference schedule opens up even further. Yeah, I mean, both teams were on the road this weekend uh, facing conference opponents. Softball fell, I believe, on a walk-off to Kentucky on Sunday. Yes, they did. But I think they took one of three. They did. But that was a ranked team on the road. It's tough to win on the road. Exactly, and they're still 27-4. and four. So good good stuff for the uh, the softball team. And the baseball team, which I think may have been even more impressive, they went over to College Station, Texas, and took two of three from the Texas Aggies. I think – they won one game in extras, they lost one game in extras, and then the game on Sunday, I think, had a combined almost 20 runs scored between the two game, the two teams. Yes, I believe that's correct as well. So, it was an exciting series, and I think that's their first series win out in College Station since 2012 or 13. 2013 was the they, year. Since they joined the conference. It's so. also their first uh, time they've won three back three consecutive road series since 2004. Wow. 
which is pretty historic. I mean, that just shows you how hard it is to win on the road in baseball in general, especially for Auburn as of late. Mm-hmm. It's tough. It's tough. Um, and, yeah, they're showing signs of pro- – I mean, this team uh, is showing signs of promise. And it's – it's. have you been out to the uh, to the right field patio yet? I, I have not. I have not actually had the chance to go to a baseball game as of yet. I'm looking forward to it uh, in, within the next month, though, because, you know, all their sports kind of winding down. Now's the time to, you know, take advantage of it. Even gymnastics will be done by the end of this weekend. Yeah. Um, gymnastics starts Thursday. I believe the regionals do. Auburn plays at – or competes, rather, at 1 p.m. Uh, if you'd like to go over to Neville Arena and watch Auburn in the gymnastics postseason, we are hosting a regional, if you are not aware of that, so – that's something you can do uh, Thursday, and then I think throughout the rest of the weekend, Auburn can survive in advance and continue to play in the uh, gymnastics regional here, So the, the Auburn regional. The way that it'll work is they've got their meet, their regional meet on Thursday at 1 p.m., and if they finish in the top two, which they should, they, that's, not, that's not overconfidence, they just, they should. And if they are able to do that, then uh, they will be, playing in the essential championship game, championship meet, on Saturday. And that's Saturday, uh, April 2nd. Time is still not announced yet, I don't believe. I think it's at 5 p.m. that night. And then the w- the winner of that, the top two from that, get to go to Fort Worth for the NCAA championships on April 15th and 16th. So it's kind of a, you know, win, take care of business on Thursday to get to that championship round against some very good competition, including Denver, which is a great gymnastics school, among others. So it's going to be it's gonna be an exciting weekend. Very well. And, yeah, it'll be it'll be nice if the weather doesn't work out. You can always just go inside and watch gymnastics. That's a very good point. Also, apparently ESPN is hosting its first-ever gymnastics countdown show at Neville Arena. So that's exciting. Yeah, I saw Justin Lee was tweeting about that. Wow. That's very cool. It's, it's interesting that how how quickly gymnastics has become so high profile exactly and i think you know it's it's a lot it's a lot of things that have worked very well together jeff graba assembled a great team led by a lot of veterans including the likes of darion goborn drew watson and so on and then when you add gold medalist suni lee and also incredible freshman sophia growth the team just skyrocketed and is having its best season ever and a big opportunity to, you know, advance to the NCAA championships in front of your home crowd. I'm sad that Thursday has to be during the middle of classes because I think that's going to affect the student body. But I do hope that uh, the gymnasties are out and in full force on Saturday because that'll be quite the environment. Yeah, that would be uh, quite quite the scene, especially with uh, softballs at home, but I believe baseballs on the road this weekend. Exactly. So plenty, plenty of opportunities to support the teams. Here on the points, uh, we also got tennis at 3 p.m. on Friday. I think I'm going to try to go to that against Mississippi State. All right, uh, moving back to the the weather real quick. Just we are under a wind advisory currently. Um, let's see what that entails. Oh, execute a pre-planned activity identified in the instructions. So, what? What? Um, there's going to be sustained winds of 15 to 25 miles per hour with gusts 40 to 50 miles per hour expected uh beginning uh at 9 a.m on wednesday whoa yeah 50 miles an hour uh gusty winds will blow around unsecured objects trees and tree limbs could be blown down which could result in property damage and power outages all right uh when i was at the equestrian meet over the weekend oh yeah how was that it was fun they have a uh they have a bouncy house that is shaped like a horse really so like so they like make it like a whole event to try and yeah it's it's kind of it's like a 
it's it's uh it's free for everybody so they just kind of like shuffle you in and it's it's kind of like a a fair or a rodeo because the events are going on at the same time so you don't really have a seat because once once flat ends you want to walk over to the western arena and then once western ends you want to walk back to the flat arena so it's right. there's a lot of people just milling around and there's you know there's food trucks and uh tailgates and yeah a bouncy castle the bouncy castle was sadly closed on saturday it was gonna uh, fly away dude yes because they kept ripping the stakes out of the ground because of the extreme winds that were blowing around on saturday i That's don't know unfortunate. if you if you uh were privy to the wind speeds on saturday but for for probably like the dustiest area on campus it was not a fun place to be with all that wind blowing hmm. understandable interesting mm-hmm I I actually um I have not been to an equestrian meet yet, but I know that if earlier this year they hosted one where they just gave out like these glass Auburn mugs, and it seems really cool. So yeah. I I like I like how they you know they give out horses sometimes. No, actually they it, no they were shaped like cowboy boots. That's what it was. It was cowboy boot glass Auburn mugs. It was magnificent. That's very cool. Interesting. Got All to right. Keep an eye on that. I've got some more stories to share from the equestrian meet. Auburn, of course, winning the SEC championship over the weekend defeating both Georgia and Texas A&M in the final four. In fact, the only four in the SEC, but we can get into that later. Uh, We got a whole lot more coming up on the other side of a break, so do not go anywhere. You've reached the bottom of the hour here on WEGL 91.1 FM. We will be right back with some more of the show, so keep that dial right here on 91.1 FM and WeagleFM.com. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hardjorn, alongside Alex and Davis coming at you live from this Tuesday morning here in the Student Center, broadcasting from high atop the Haley Center to our surrounding areas. I was listening to Weagle on Sunday, and I think I picked it up all the way into East Chase in Montgomery. So quite, quite the range we're dealing with now. Really makes you think who's listening. Anybody, the the Governor Ivy could be listening. That's that's what I'm saying. Um, well, somebody in my class yesterday said there's only three stations in all of Auburn, so apparently we must be one of them. Somebody there's in your class, no, there are, doesn't really seem to know anything. That's that, that's that's also a very good point. Yeah, there I've, could maybe there's three stations stationed in Auburn. I've been to I've been to a couple of those classes. <laughs> Fair point. All right. Um, Minor League Baseball is moving second base closer to home plate as part of a rules experiment. Hmm. Thoughts? Interesting. That was experiments in the minor leagues. Well, better there than the majors. Fair. As most baseball fans know by now, whenever Major League Baseball wants to experiment with a possible change to the rules, it implements it either in the Independent Atlantic League or in the minors. The pitch clock, for example, has been in use in the minors since 2015. The latest experimental alteration, according to Jason Stark of The Atlantic, is the move of second base, which will move slightly closer to home plate during the 2022 season. Um, the second half of the season, baseball will be moving the base inward, so it will be closer to the first base and third base by about 13 and a half inches. The interesting thing about the move of the base is that it draws attention to the fact that the bases aren't actually 90 feet apart. Second base is a bit off and has been for well over a century. Hmm. What? Are they fixing it? I guess. 
I don't think it was an issue. The easiest way to grasp this is possibly this image, great radio moment, um, showing the dimensions of the baseball field. And, uh, yeah, it looks like... They've been lying to us, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. Wow. The line takes a 90-degree turn around both first and third base and home plate, but the turn at second base happens right in the middle of the base. Oh, I see what they're saying. So, the if you can imagine drawing a box that encapsulates all the plates, the uh, the the first and third would fit snugly in the corners, right? But the second sticking out. S- second is is it's in the the vertex of the line comes to a point in the middle of the base, hmm. and so I guess the what the 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 bases are like two feet wide, so it would make sense to move it a foot closer to home plate. Interesting. Well, I like this change now. Thumbs up. Well, I mean, let's see if anybody gets hurt. Thumbs thumbs in the middle right now. Yeah, jury's out. I feel like I feel like baseball has bigger fish to fry than this, but maybe that's maybe that's. That was. I don't I, think you understand what baseball is like. Yeah. What do you mean? What are the what, what are the what's the bigger fish they got to fry? Right um. Now? Everybody hates their commissioner. Maybe I fix that first. I'm not. How are they gonna fix that? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. I'm just saying. It's, it's gotta my, be. my crusade against Manfred has dates back to the early days of From the Bench, so as far as I'm concerned, it'll continue until he is gone. It's got to be a slow burn with baseball. Not, not, nothing changes overnight. Evidently. The DH did. True. Well, I mean, it, it took... I sh- I've thought it was a debate for years. 150 yes, plus years. So That's there okay. Universal DA. Have you seen this new rule where um they're calling it the Otani rule, mm-hmm. where uh you can bring your pitcher back into DH. Yes, if you if your pitcher goes out of the game, <clears throat> you can then slide them into the DH spot. I guess I'm okay with that. Which is basically to account for pitchers like Otani who are actually decent at hitting. Yes, hence and the Otani pitch, rule. Pitchers like Otani is a bit of a misnomer, unfortunately. Because it's just him. Yeah, fair enough. Hopefully, we'll see. Maybe some- I, I was saying like yeah. in the future. Yeah, we might see. I mean, we might see some funny stuff like when when Mad Bum would would line up as DH, and uh, but hopefully, hopefully, I don't know. I feel like Joe Madden is gonna be is gonna have like find some sneaky ways to to abuse this rule. He's gonna put in someone at pitcher, and it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, it's gonna be like like Mike Trout's gonna like throw an inning. It's gonna be crazy. I don't know. I don't know. But Joe Madden's sneaky. He's been around the game for a while. He uh, he'll figure it out. There'll be a rules video about him one day. He like invented the the first and third bunt strategy. I think hmm. it's pretty much impossible to defend because you have so many people moving on the base paths. Interesting. That makes sense. I would stay at home. Are they coming home? Or are they going to third? Is what you mean? If you have runners at the corners, and yeah, you bunt. Yeah, who do they go? I'd stay home. But I mean, if you if there's you bunt, no, there's no force at home. And if you bunt the ball like two, him. if you bunt the ball like two first base along the line, they're gonna have to run out and get it. And I, by that I point, I understand. If you can get it home, I'm keeping it home. I I, I understand. I, it's Trust a high me. it's a high percentage play. Seems like it's it. Not flawless. I'm keeping it home. Joe Madden, aka Bradley Whitford impersonator. That's true. Do you know about this, Alex? <laughs> I do not. I mean, I know I've Bradley Whitford before. is. He knows. He just doesn't remember. Did you, Davis? Yes. Or is it about how Bradley Whitford and Joe Madden? Oh my gosh, they do! Wow. No one would know if Bradley Whitford was managing the Angels. <coughs> where that's even is Bra- Bradley Whitford? Where even is Bradley Whitford, bro? 
He was in Get Out. He was in Get Out. He wanted he he would have he would have voted for Obama for a third term. He got killed by that deer, and then he stopped uh, being in Hollywood. That's true. Well, that's a bad sign. Is he any anything coming up? Uh, I'm sure he was in something. That's not the answer to the question he asked. <laughs> okay, you know what? Bradley Cooper. What? No, no. Bradley Whitford. He looks a lot like Joe Madden. He was. He was in Tick, Tick, Boom. Interesting. He was in The Call of the Wild. He, oh, he was in Godzilla, King of Monsters. I actually saw him in that. <gasps> he was. He was also in The Darkest Minds, which was that American dystopian superhero. He was in American, American Dad. There's oh, yeah. one for you. Chris, you if you're listening. He was Colonel Flynn? He's also in Jurassic World Camp Crete- Cretaceous. And he was, he was, I was, he was in What If, yeah. Cool. This is very cool. Oh, and he was also in that West Wing, um, hey guys, let's vote uh, benefit thingy. Oh, yeah. Huh? <laughs> oh, the West Wing special to benefit all who, that's a, that's a mouthful. It was corny. To benefit when we all vote. Very corny. It was very, like, very mouthful. The whole cast showed up again and they all had gray hair now. You gotta vote. Except for except for Dulé. Was Martin He's Sheen valid. there? Yes. Martin Sheen is like the most politically active person in Hollywood. Of course he was there. That's probably a good point. Hmm. We watched a Martin Sheen movie in high school. That was a weird movie. Was it the Departed? No. <laughs> it was like a religious thing. Let me let me go. I'm just gonna Google Martin Sheen religious movie and then I'll see it what was I like get. he was walking he was on a pilgrimage. Look up look up Sheen Ultra Lord <laughs> for his tr- religious Ultra movie. Lord! <laughs> Maybe that's what it was an allusion to. That'd be cool. He was on Drunk History. He was William Jennings Bryan. I'm still referring to Bradley Whitford at the moment. Very well. Who's William oh, Jennings Bryan? Oh, it was called The Way. What did William Jennings Bryan do? An American Bryan Spanish do? drama film. What did William pre- Jennings Bryan I'm, I'm ignoring you right now. William Jennings Bryan, I think I'm going to get it confused with Frederick Jackson Turner, but I believe he's the one who made the speech about Manifest Destiny and the closing of the frontier. That's my guess. Let's see. Born. Ugh, this Wikipedia is not helping me. No, he did. The, he was the cross of gold guy. I don't even. I don't know that one. I've heard the name. I've seen this picture before. Williams Jennings Bryan. He. Um, the National Stumping Tour. What is that? He was influential in the eventual adoption of such reforms as popular elections of senators, income tax, creation of the Department of Labor, prohibition of women's suffrage. Um, yeah, so he was just a, oh wait, he he ran for president and didn't win. He As most politicians. Yeah, wasn't he a member of the populist party? Why, why are you just now speaking up? Because I was reading up on that religion Martin Sheen movie that was written, directed, and produced by Emilio Estevez. Oh. That's cool. Oh. <laughs> also known as. Also known as the coach from the Mighty Ducks. Emilio Sheen. Yeah, Martin Sheen. Technically, yeah. Can you imagine writing a movie that your dad's in? Also, you know Martin I Sheen's legal name is um one second. One second. I can't remember what it is. Hold up. You can't say that and then not no, have it. No, it's uh Ramon Estevez, apparently. I which he changed that. to Martin Sheen, which is the most boring like, name I feel choice. Like he, he had his reasons. Yeah, I could I can probably guess why he had those reasons. No, yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Like Jamie Foxx. But yeah, uh, this movie's called The Way. Don't uh, recommend it. Martin Sheen's character walks. The Camino de Santiago, a traditional From Star Wars, <laughs> a, a traditional pilgrimage route in France and Spain. Eric Marlin Bishop, who's that? Eric Marlin Bishop. Take a guess. We just mentioned him. Uh, is it from? Is it William Sittings Bryan adjacent? It's Jamie Fox. Oh, okay. That's yeah. Wow. Samuel Clemens. 
Oh, Mark Twain. There you go. Yeah. Oh, Mark Twain. What? <laughs> Davis, you don't know. This guy. <laughs> you, don't, you don't read books. How would you know? I just read a book the other day. Really? Really? What was that book about? It's called Davis? The Stranger by Al- Albert Camus. You ever heard of it? No, I haven't. Have you ever heard of that? Who's Albert Camus? Camus. Spell, spell Albert, it. It's French, so I'll let you figure that out yourself. But it was about, it was like a Albert Camus big in the existentialist uh, field of thought. I wasn't really into that. Like, I wasn't going after that, but I heard it was a good book. And I'll admit, it was pretty good. If you uh, Google it, the first thing that comes up is an ad for a t-shirt. Okay. With, all right, hold on, it's loading. Uh, it, it looks like just the tech. It's in it's in Francais, so I can't really d- decipher what's going on here. But it's the first paragraph, crew neck sweatshirt. What does it say? I'll look it up, I'll look it up. Um, it might be from the book. It's probably the first paragraph of the book. If I had to Does guess. it say something about mom, like maman? Le al de Villar e Maringo. I'm, I'm I'll gonna, look at I'm it. I'm going to spare you. It says kilometers right there. Kilometers to Algier. This shirt did not show up for me. Uh, yeah. I'll look up shirt. Our filter bubbles. It's on uh, Public. Mm, okay. Mm. Does it have him on the front? No, it has the just the text from the first paragraph. Oh, found it. Oh, yeah. This is on Redbubble for me. Um, but the book, yes, yeah, the first paragraph. It's about his, yeah, yep. It's about it's just this guy, and like it's just talking about his life. And the writing style is really interesting. I really enjoyed it. But then he just a senseless act of violence. He just killed a guy on a beach, and then he goes on trial. And but it's like he doesn't see himself as on trial. He's like talking like it's not him. It's really interesting. I recommend. It. It's only like a hundred twenty pages. He has an out-of-body experience in the courtroom. Yeah. It's we're like, still talking about Albert Camus? No, we just, we've moved on to Ernest Hemingway. Yes, we're talking about Albert Camus. What do you... Um, apparently, he was involved in the underground resistance movement against the Germans during the French occupation in World War II. He tried to sign up for the... He tried to volunteer for the army, but apparently he had tuberculosis. <laughs> Look at that. He also, fact, has yeah. the, he also won the Nobel Prize for Literature at 44. So. Whoa, good for him. I recommend it. Oh. To you two, if you listening at home feel so inclined, you should think about checking it out. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. The we Nobel would never... Prize for Literature is like, oh, hold on, there's a joke forming. Okay. It's like winning a Olympic gold medal for mm-hmm. like knitting. Uh, I feel like there's something there, but there's that wasn't something it. That you're missing the spirit of the competition is what I think. I feel like the... What what would you rather have gotten for his literature writing? The Caldecott. I don't know that one. <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> um, this guy gets it. Speaking of Nobel Prize, who's the first woman to ever win Mary a Curie. Nobel Prize? Ah, too easy. Come on. <laughs> Dang. Too easy. Come you on. Get, you give me got, a harder one than that. You got me. If you're um, going to give me trivia, you got to give me something good. Not a softball like that. Okay. um, Who's the mother of Jesus? Come on. That's what she sound like. Mary. Wow, wow, Davis. I was worried there for a second. Okay. Um, In the break, I'm going to look up my working theory about Louis Pasteur. The guy that made milk? Pasteurized milk? That's... I think you answered your own question there. (laughs) You break down that sentence. I know. When we return, we will continue discussing famous folks from history. Uh, I'd still need to tell um, some stories about the equestrian meet, including some, some familiar faces that may have appeared or otherwise. Um, 
And we got a whole lot more to get to. Surprises throughout. So I hope you will join us all the way up to 9 a.m. on this Tuesday morning. So hope you're having a good morning as well. Hope you're enjoying the weather. Hope you're uh, tying down your bounce houses ahead of the wind that is uh, expected later on this week. And getting ready for another nice day here on the plains as spring has finally sprung, as you may be able to tell by my voice. It's really not that pleasant. We will be back in just a few minutes with some more of the show. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Alex and Davis. It is 8.49 in the morning on March 29th, 2022. Spring has sprung. There's pollen in the air, and I have sinus pressure as a result. <sighs> Davis is tired. Couldn't be me. I'm also tired. I think I, I'll take my, like, six days of allergies a year for never having any other physical ailment. I think it's a fail. It's a fair trade-off. But, I mean, is it a true trade-off? Like, is that how it works? I would, I think so. I don't ever have any physical ailments. I don't even have allergies. I'm like, Davis I, just has mind over body. I, I don't so want to work out because I don't want, I don't want to use thing. up all my energy, you know? Don't get me started on that, the human Alex, body. we all acknowledge – you have to acknowledge it's a real thing. I, I'll know? get you started on it sometime. The human uh, body I mean, is like a big battery. My, brain it. my brothers, both my older and my younger brother, both have allergies, and they have physical ailments all the time. So, Unlucky for them. Like I'm like a racehorse. I'll yeah. never get sick. My younger brother William, he like refuses to sneeze. Like if he he'll just plug his nose when he needs to sneeze. I'm like, you know, that's only gonna it's make gonna it work. It's gonna give you like cancer or something. <laughs> that's how that works, but it's not great either. either a way. lot of things give you cancer. He's to turn be his fair. ears inside out. He just he's learned how to sneeze like brain. this year. It was crazy. What? Yeah, because you no, know, like he's like I actually learned that doing this was a bad thing, and I was like, you don't say. You got to do the vampire sleeve. Is that guy bothering you? <laughs> so Bradley Whitford uh, is is in the top five thousand actors according to IMDb, uh, the Star Meter, but he's mm-hmm. down forty seven points this week. So he must have uh, must have done something. I wonder if you can like invest in that. Invest in actors? Yeah, like I watch a guy with those investments. You mean in- like I got this guy going up into the top ten? No, Sorry not like that. a draft, like uh, like stock. Yeah, I was watching a guy on TikTok that invests in like upcoming rap invest, quote unquote, in rappers. He like listens, like I'd invest in them, and now he has like fake money he's gonna put in them. It was pretty entertaining. <laughs> so I just found a list of top 500 actors on IMDb made by a user, and it's quite a quite a. Bradley Whitford's not gonna be on that. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen is number one. Guy Pierce is number two. Get, Control F, see Bradley Whitford's on <laughs> the there. Star, the star of There's Something About Mary, Matt Dillon is at number three. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> and then, oh, Vince Cassell, your guy's at number five. Matt Mickelson? Oh, Vince Cassell's Christopher awesome. Walken is at number six. No. <laughs> Sir, Ma- had- <laughs> Sir Michael Caine is at number nine. And but Master Wayne. Ma- Master Wayne. I'm sorry. That was bad. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's at ten? Huh? Who is this? I'm gonna, I think I'm I can gonna, guess who made what I'm type of person made this F. list. It's definitely a Christian Bale. Uh, oh, Whitford's not on here. Oh, or it's, de- it's definitely a Nolan fan because it's a lot of people from Nolan movies. It sounds like Nolan just made this list. Well, his account... For a certain exclusion so for, far. Interstellar fan 28. For what it's worth... Um, 
How far do you have to go? It says still in progress, and the the end what? it says. By the way, sorry for my English, and also says most come from Bollywood, but some come from Bollywood, or oh, one from Bollywood. That's fun. Uh, I don't know. Jack Nicholson's number twenty-two. Oh, Roman Wilhelmy. Who who is that guy? You can't handle the truth. I found the one that you were looking at. I'm going to look into my question. I couldn't find the 5,000. How'd you Google it? I think he just... I don't think it's... It's a whole thing. What were you saying? It's a whole thing. What does that mean? I said you can't handle the truth. Oh, you you just skipped over Takeshi Kitano at four. I didn't actually recognize that guy's name, so I didn't want to like read out and be like, nobody knows that name because that would have been awkward. Lee Byung-hun? Okay, this changes everything. Still. Forrest Whitaker at 23. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I got a list of the Don top... Don Cheadle at 27. What's Don Cheadle's word of the day today? <laughs> I got a list of the top 1,000 actors and actresses, and unfortunately, the top four are all men. That's not great. Awesome. Wow, top 10, there's only two women? Come on now, guys. What is this? Woody Allen's at 46 on this one. What? So. These pretzels. He can't act though. Are making me thirsty. He he can act, but he's not a good person. So. I, I guess I guess I guess he did convince us all Tony that he Shalhoub's was a, he was a decent person. There's that. This, this is a crazy list. Jack, send the link to the to the thousand or the five thousand. I don't know where it is. What? I it just go to Bradley Whitford's IMDb page. I oh. Swear, I swear you have it bookmarked. Um, <laughs> it's at the top right above this picture of him where he looks like Joe Madden. He does look like Joe Madden in that photo. For me, it's next to an advertisement for Sing 2. I think I fell asleep to a TikTok uh, last night of someone talking about The Fugitive. Or it was in my dream they were talking about The Fugitive. And I was like, that's The Fugitive you're talking about. What a movie. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. He doesn't say it like that. You switched the samples, it's called Alex. A car- it's called caricaturizing. You're a caricature. Dr. You want, you're Dr. talking over there? Dr. Richard Campbell. <laughs> My friend, Dr. Richard Kimball, surely he must not be feeling very well. See, like, yeah, that's not what he sounds like, he but it's funny. He does sound like that, though. Eh, kind of. Like... It's turned up to 11, though. I'm going to try IMDb Pro for free. Oh, wait, you can use your Amazon account. That's cool. There you go. What's He's about to da- find out. Welcome <laughs> to the metaverse. <laughs> What's my dad's Amazon account? Oh my, yeah. Read it out for everybody. <laughs> All, All right, right, guys, so my email is... So here's the... Uh, so the NFL coaches are meeting down in West Palm Beach. Mm-hmm. Did you see the picture, like the group pic of them mm-hmm. together? It was so funny. They all look so uncomfortable. I'll look into it. It's like it's like a, it's like a, it's like a bunch of your dads hanging out. Hmm. Especially Matt Rule. Matt Rule looks like stiff as a board. Somebody say it looks like um, Mike Vrabel's working him like a puppet. <laughs> what is he standing like that for? Why is <laughs> his shoulders are up? Looks like he has like one of those things that like holds your shoulders back. You know those? I, I, I'm familiar, yeah. As someone with bad posture, I'm familiar with those. So, <clears throat> Mike, Mike Vrabel is his, like, he's like the puppet master behind him. <laughs> he's his arm up his back as a ventriloquist. It also made me realize, like, how much I don't recognize the coaches when they're not in their coach outfits. Like, obviously. Why is, <laughs> why is Sean McVay standing front and center like that? He was a Super Bowl champ. I guess. And then Ron Rivera's got the awesome sh- Hawaiian shirt. And I think Mike Tomlin's, like, hiding in the back. So, um, I, I'm pretty sure Robert Sala is blinking in this one. That's unfortunate. So, the NFL says that all 32 teams must have a minority offensive coach this season. They announced that on Monday. Um, a new requirement under the league's Rooney Rule, which you may know is a uh, enforced diversity policy. 
for the NFL. So um, it was, quote, um, Rooney was quoted as saying, we recognize we have seen progress on some fronts, but we still have a way to go. Rooney is, of course, the chairman of the league's Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee. NFL saw an increase in the number of people of color in all coaching positions from 35% to 39%, which is an all-time high. A defensive in- increase in defensive coordinators to 15, and an increase in minority GMs from 5 to 7, as well as assistant GMs from 3 to 6. So they will receive league funding as an incentive. Um, there's also a total of 12 women coaches at the start of the 2021 season, which is another all-time high. Uh, Dacia Smith is the NFL's chief administrative officer and one of the league's highest-ranking women. She noted for the first time that a female candidate was interviewed for a GM position last year. I'm surprised they mod- they updated the Rooney Rule in this way just because the Rooney Rule's like functionality has come into question as of late because like specifically with this last offseason, people are worried that teams are just checking a quota essentially, which honestly makes the whole situation they worse. Are. And I'm surprised that they were like, oh, yeah, it's working. Let's just expand it. When in reality, there needs to be a new – I mean, you know, there's no perfect way to do it, I don't think, right, without them filling a quota. But how do you stop them from doing that, I guess? Yeah, you also – I mean, it, the ratchet moves one way. You can't repeal the Rooney rule. That's not a good look either. Exactly, exactly. Like, I'm just surprised they're like, ah, yes, let's expand the thing that we don't think is working. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, I, oh my gosh. You did the, you did the Newman. Yeah, we, uh, we got to have... Uh, Look, man, I like Newman. He's funny. <laughs> you would say that. You, no, Hello, Davis, Newman. you would average, say that. Average Newman who just fan. said it? Who just said it? You would. Who just said it, though? You, you would. No, I don't know. You would. Come on. Hello, Newman. So, uh, another thing I've, I saw, I've seen proposed overtime rule changes. Thoughts? I've seen a few. Mike Tomlin Mike Tomlin said, I'm not afraid of sudden death. And I was like, that's good. Good quote. We do not um, care. That too. Get, oh. get to it. Get, get to uh, it. Uh, uh, someone, move my, um, someone move my buttons again. I, we do not care. Yeah. Nice. Who's just someone, a goblin coming in here moving your buttons at night? At, I don't know. It was me, I'll admit. There's, there's a lot of unfettered access to this studio. It's true, except except when Carl locks all the doors. That's true. That's, that's an unfortunate So, unfortunate back issue. to sudden death? No. No. Thumbs down. I mean. Everybody gets a chance. <sighs> no. Don't, don't even... Don't even give make it, it the college rule before the two point conversion. Thing. I'm okay with that, as long as everybody gets a chance. The uh, idea that games can end in ties in a sport that's been around for 120 years is absurd. Wait till you hear about soccer. That's a good point. Um, my I was thinking about this on the treadmill yesterday. My idea that I came up with after the the Chiefs fiasco in the playoffs was just keep playing until someone goes up by nine. Or better yet, just play until the till the quarter ends. You can score and score and score, but once the fifteen minutes are up, the fifteen minutes are up. And what if it's tied? Um, you got another fifteen. Then do sudden death. I think you you play mm. you play fifth quarter. I don't think there should be sudden death at all because that's the it, that is the issue. But but if then keep going until one of you don't score. It's that simple. Yeah, I, I think it's like fifth okay. quarter, third half, if that makes sense. So you're playing a fifth quarter, you can play a sixth quarter, and then there'd be another halftime, and you get your three timeouts. Hmm. That's going to be a It'd be like a baseball game. That'll be that like game. a four-and-a-half-hour game. Well, Football would, games already are three hours. I would, well, NFL games go relatively quick. I think, it, I think this would be pretty fast. So I just think, I mean, going up by nine, like, like first, first defensive possession, you get a pick six, all you got to do is kick a field goal now. True, I agree. It's it's a bit of a 
Like I, I think don't know. if you can get up two scores on the opponent, you have proven that you are the better team. Underst- understandable. I think I think it's, it's it's not as fluky. Like you can't accidentally get up by two scores. Like you can't accidentally score a touchdown in, in overtime. Tim, I think that's Tim, fair. Tim Tebow moment. I get that thumbs up. That's a fair point. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Like obviously, player safety. I'm not a I'm not a kinesthesiologist, so I can't tell you what kind of impact it's going to have. Kinesiologist. Uh, yeah, and I'm not an anesthesiologist, <laughs> so I can't tell you what kind of impact it's going to have on people's knees or whatever. I don't know what the the hot topic is these days. It's going to be like Batman. Yeah. Like, Devontae Smith with the Theragun. You have no knee cartilage. That's in Batman. Batman has no I've knee seen, cartilage. Uh, yeah, because he's the rises. doctor. He says, I've seen worse cartilage. And Christian Bale's, uh, Bruce Wayne's like, that's good, right? He's like, no, because you have no cartilage. There you go. Nice coat. Nice That's coke. a different movie. In this, in the, in this one, in, in this, in this one, he talks like this to Bane half the time, so it's not really. It's Mike Tomlin's in that movie. He is in that. So is Big Ben and Heinz Ward. Oh full man, full circle. And also, Heinz Ward runs out of an explosion. Man, that's crazy. I hey. runs out. I mean, outruns. Runs out. Runs, runs out, out of an explosion. All right, with that, we're gonna have nice in, in the show. So I hope everybody enjoyed us talking to you for an hour. Okay. With that, I want to thank everybody for listening to another exciting episode of Combat Discourse right here on WETO 91.1 FM. However, if you join us today, whether that be from your radio antenna from LegalFM.com or by listening to our podcast, we would like to remind you that all of our previous episodes are available as a podcast. Absolutely PSA break free wherever podcasts are heard. Just search for Compact Discourse. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at CDISKAU. That's at CDISCAU for links to that podcast, information about the show, and important updates. You can also tweet at us to get your voice on the show and join the conversation. In Auburn's only student-run drive-time morning show, you might want to go ahead and follow WEGL on Twitter and Instagram at WEGL underscore AU. That's WEGL underscore AU, our dedicated team of marketing professionals is working tirelessly to provide you with high-quality content for fans of the station. And with that, for Jack Hart, Davis Carroll, and Alex Houston, that's been another exciting episode of Compact Discourse. We'll talk at you tomorrow, Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. This is Jack Hart signing off. And as always, War Eagle, go 1-0, and have a great day. Stay safe out there. Weather may get bad, so just keep an eye on things and uh, tie down your bouncy castles. I feel completely recharged.